You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK, and I'm here with the boys, Andy. Back again for another one. Corbs, welcome. I just laid off a little bit there because I keep coming in. Early. I was about Hello. to say earlier. I, I thought <laughs> he was going to do like a – what did he do last time? He was like he kept jumping and in. all sorts of gibberish. But <laughs> tonight, boys, we've got – But, boys, one of the – it's an interesting team. You know, we've seen the trial team for the first time this afternoon and so many spanners in the works, boys. Yeah, all my research has gone out the window. Pretty much. He's killed me with Davey. But, Corbs, are you excited about these, these guys or are they just a little bit too expensive just off the bat? Oh, the trial games are just going to be <laughs> so good. Like, but the Tommy Turbo is the big one before we get into the, the interview because – I had Garrick and others, and then, yeah, now they've thrown Harper in at fullback yeah. for trial. So it's interesting discussion, <laughs> but uh, tonight. Need to invest in some um, non stick slip stuff yeah. in the shower, I think, maybe. So tonight on the show, we've got Josh, yeah. Josh Alloyer. So this was actually recorded a couple of days before Tommy Turbo either was racing punters on the street or <laughs> falling over in the shower. So who knows? But he does give him a bit of a rap. So. Just be aware that this was a couple of days before it actually happened. But before we get to that, please do follow us across all social media. Head over to Twitter. We're pretty active on there at the moment. Talking League One. Follow the boys at Andy underscore Burden 89. JJ Corby for Corby. Or me, Tristan underscore Nell. You can also find us at Talking League Pod on Instagram. Facebook should be up. The government's telling us Friday. So fingers crossed by the time you listen to this, we're back. But please, if you can continue to leave us those reviews on Apple Podcasts, really appreciated. And the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, they're open now. $500 cash prize. That's for first place. It is free to enter. So head over to TalkingLeaguePod.com or all the info will also be found on your episode notes. All right, guys, let's head over to Josh Alloy A. All right, guys, joining us on the line is Manly Seagulls front rower, Josh Alloy. Josh, welcome to the podcast, mate. Hey, bro. Thank you for having me. Been looking forward to it. Absolute pleasure. Now, man, I know December, early December, you started running again because you had knee surgery late in the year. How's the knee at the moment? Yeah. And where are you in terms of being right for the trials in round one, Josh? Yeah, in terms of my rehab, it's coming along nicely. Um, yeah, I did have, a, did have a knee operation in the off season. And it's actually been really hard work getting it right as well as getting fit and getting, getting it strong again. Yeah. Um, I will be right for the trials. And um, we'll be good for round one. So um, by that time, yeah, uh, I'll be firing on all, all cylinders. Perfect. Now, mate, I know you're trainer Donnie Singe, and I know he can be pretty tough at times, mate. How's he been with yeah, you being yeah. a new boy? Uh, nah, he's awesome, bro. He knows what he's talking about. Um, all of our all of our performance stuff actually uh, are, are awesome. Um, and saying that very very hard preseason and the in the beaches that I muck around. Uh, that's what he's doing. It's just it's a lot of hard work during this time. It's a real um, mentally and physically. So now there's there's, there's uh, not too much time for a break at the moment. No, I can imagine. You mentioned that name, Des Hasler, and now he's got a lot of success. He's had a lot of success, but he's he's known for his different like different methods. How have you found him so far? Yeah, and the madman Des. Yeah, he's um he's full on, bro. He's full on, uh, and I, I actually like that about him. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, he's um, he's getting a ton of work into us, which is important. I think, especially with the new, um, not sure if you're you're aware of the new rules. Yeah, yeah. Around the um, like six again and and um, like offsides, going to be six agains as well instead of penalties. So, just kind of more ways of speeding up the game, which mm. obviously means you got to be fitter, you got to be faster. You, um, the game's just going to be um, even more grueling. So I think. Uh, the training's got to be more grueling too. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, you came off a career year. Looking at your stats last year, you played the most minutes you have in your career, 49 minutes, but very impressive. You ran for 136 average metres per game and clocked up 28 tackles in that time as well. So you're getting through a hell of a lot of work, especially because you didn't know about the new rules until the COVID period. What was it last year that, yeah. that got you to that next level? Yeah, I think it was actually like it was, it was more like fifty-five or something. That was, that was my average. I know there's some of the um, some of the stats there are wrong, but yeah, I think um, yeah, it would have been around more between fifty-five and sixty. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'll, I'll double check. Um, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember seeing um, someone correcting that for me. Um, yeah, I think like no, nah, it's just it's just finding myself in the NRL like. Um, taking a few years to mature and adapt and understand the game and um, not just be a player, but try and be a dominant player in the NRL. Um, yeah, I was really happy with my year just gone. And even even the year previous to that, I felt like um, I was building like strong, consistent performances. And um, yeah, I was, I was really happy with how the year went last year. Uh, what does it come down to? Um and hard work. That's those are the main things I, I would always say. Um, my prayer life has to be backed with hard work. Mm. Um, just trying to get really, really fit. I trained really hard on that COVID break, actually. Yep. Um, I got given equipment from the club, a watt bike and weights and all that stuff, and and I really stayed stayed on my job throughout that period. Um, and hoped that the game would come back a little bit sooner than what everyone thought. Yep. And and it did, which was which was good. And honestly, I can say that that's a big part of why I, I felt like the season went really well because I really worked hard on that COVID break from home and everything like that. Yeah, Josh, with you having that kind of that solid base, you know, you play in the middle. Where do you think you know? Because you stepped it up big time last year. Is that you know you yeah. just mentioned kind of that fifty-five, sixty-minute mark? Is that kind of the optimum minutes you feel for you to play your best footy? Yeah, I think um, I think for me, uh, I think for me it would be around around that. Uh, I, I'm actually my my eyes are on more minutes, but um, yeah, I think quality comes first. Um, as long as it's, it's quality and um, I'm producing quality, I'll continue to just uh, build on wherever I'm at. It also depends on how you want to rotate your your bench and stuff like that. It depends what we're going to do at Manly in terms of our bench and our subs. We've got a really strong roster and different guys that we can inject. So um, quality first, um, worrying about things like minutes after. Um, just really looking forward to playing now. Yeah, definitely. It's only a few weeks away, mate. But, mate, where you guys yeah. play in the middle, you know, you got Jake and yep. you got Martin Tapao. That's two good guys yep, yep. to complement what you bring as well. How have you found the boys at training and trying to mix in together? Yeah, really good. We've been doing a ton of a pose, um, which puts me next to Marty and Jake um, in the middle. Our combinations are coming along really nicely. Just, um, I think what we're doing nicely is just working off each other's strength, just learning what kind of um, pl- plays we like, what kind of players we are. Yep. 
and just working together. Combinations take a little bit of time, but I'm ha- I'm happy that we're doing a lot of um, opposed work so we can get reps in. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with how it's looking, actually. I'm really happy. Yeah, mate, Who's who's been training at Hooker? Oh, we've actually got oh, we've got heaps of hookers there, and 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 the different opposers, and it's getting getting chopped and changed around. But I think that's a real competitive position at the moment. Yeah, yeah. is is Kieran jumping in there at all? Um, this is I can't really say too much on the squad, eh? Um, or else Des might give me a phone call. That's and fine. I'm not looking for one of those angry that's phone fine. calls. How's, <laughs> how's how's he been anyway? Like, because Kieran's had a lot of injuries, same as Tommy as well. Everyone's yep. back just training. Are they are they all doing the same running as yep. you guys? Oh, so they, they've got modifications um, in like the gym and stuff like that, where they're doing a ton of rehab work to get their body right. Yep. Um, it's really people really don't understand just how much they're doing to re- rehabilitate their injuries and get it stronger than ever, and they're doing tons of work on it. Yeah. Um, Tom Trebojevic is looking like a million bucks. He's he's such an amazing player. Um, Boren, he's looking happy. He's looking man. He's he's so cool to have around. He's such a chilled out dude. Yeah. Um, he's looking good. Both of their bodies are looking strong and resilient. So, Beautiful. um, just pray for a bit of good luck as well that their bodies hold up and. Man, we're going deep this year. Yeah, for sure, mate. You know, you mentioned before doing scrimmage. And, mate, that Paseca, he's looking you, Sipley, Boyle. Like, how aggressive does these kind of opposed sessions get? Yeah, very. Um, you talk about uh, Nella Paseca. Man, he is an athlete. He is a big, strong, and now very fit unit as well. Like, he's um, – I'm tipping him to have a really strong breakout year this year. Yep. Um, then you got Boyle. He's a big unit, and he, he has an he has an awesome motor. Um, pretty inspirational, actually. Some of the the efforts he's putting in in this preseason. Um, yeah, it's just um, we're it's all pretty, it's all good, man. Like we're we're looking to challenge each other in these opposers, and um, you, you, the two teams are put together, and you don't know who's going to win. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's really strong, really competitive, and. Um, We've still got a couple more weeks of it, so it's good. Beautiful, mate. I've got to ask you about Jason Saab because he looks like he could dead set dunk a ball like LeBron James. What's yeah. he, what's he like at training? Is he just an athlete? Yeah, he's a freak of nature, I reckon. Eh? He is so quick and he's big and strong. Like he's so dangerous for us on the wing. Um, but he's he's awesome. I can't wait to play with him. He's um. He has to be. He has to be close to the fast in the NRL. He has to be. What fast is the NRL? Wow. Yeah, yeah. If not the fast in the NRL, he, he'll be he'll be very very close. Okay. Is he fast? Is he fast over forty as well, Josh? Over forty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fast over everything. He's the flash. Wow. Okay. May I tell you yeah. who else looks like an interesting build? Josh Schuster. For a 5'8", he's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a big boy. Does he fold people at, in, yeah. in a post-sessions? Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he has been putting some good shots on, actually. Um, but he's, he's a real special talent. He's just got such good good vision and, and footy IQ and composure and stuff like that. He's um he's a really good kid. He's someone that I'm getting along with really well as well. In particular, it's funny you mention him. Like, um, Just a really nice, good, down-to-earth kid as well, which... Um, which is a good characteristic to have, especially early on in his career. He's got a long career ahead of him. Yeah. Like he's just a good kid. Is he? Has he got the same? Is he Samoan as well? 
Yeah, he's Samoan as well, yeah. Beautiful, mate. Another guy I just need to, yeah. mate, Andrew Davey. For a guy that I really am got impressed by him, he made his rookie at, what, 29 years of age. Like, Yeah, something like that, 28, 29, something. Is, is yeah, it yeah. kind of like an older head around training in that? Yeah, older head, but um, he's he's fresh and he's he's fast and he's upbeat. Um, maybe a little bit less wear and tear. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but he's yeah, he's he's a good bloke and he's um he's actually looking really good in his um in his body and his um there's a few photos that came up on Instagram of him on the beach that he was really happy with. I think um, <laughs> you know he's good. He's big, strong, and fit as well. Actually, nice, mate. You and Georgie Tafua played together at Samoa, right? Yeah, we played a couple games together at uh, Samoa. How's his Achilles, man? Yeah, I think it's uh, well. We're still in the rehab process. He's returned to run and stuff like that, which is cool. Yeah, good one. Um, but yeah, he's still got a little bit of work to do, I think. But um. Great trainer, great rehab trainer, rips in and the cardio inside. Um, yeah, man, he's 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 a really good uh, silent leader around the joint. Perfect. Now, mate, I asked you. Uh, about, I asked you about the fastest. Yeah. The final question is: Who's the pound for pound strongest in the manly gym? Pound for pound. Um, pound for pound. It might be Alec, I think. Alec, Alec Tui. Yeah, he's he's strong. One of the young Tongan boys. Yep. He's strong, man. Um, I think he benches like 170 or 80 or something. Something yeah. like that. Something along those lines. Yeah, he's, to, to put it he's in perspective, a big strong. For you in the middle, how much do you bench? Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm doing bench. No, I haven't been bench because I don't do other stuff because I'm a rehab, so I'm doing other stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast, mate. All the best of luck for the season, uh, and uh, it will be great to see you back. And mate, hopefully, see you in the boxing gym with us one day too. Yeah, mate. yeah, maybe we'll have a chat later on in the year or something like that. Eh? For sure, mate. That sounds great. Appreciate your time, brother. Thanks, bro. Bye. See you, Joshy. Gents, big three. Real good for big three, too. We've got DCE, Jake Turbo, and Martin Tapao. But let's start off with DCE. And now, Andy, you're very keen on a DCE. Yeah, I was. and um, looking, <laughs> You was? <laughs> yeah, looking deeper into it, it's, sort of, uh, it's a little bit scary with four and back. So I, I am and I'm not. It's, it's, it sort of depends on foreign. One foot in, one foot out, this yeah. bloke. <laughs> if Mr. Glass, Kieran Foreign, can survive a season, I'm, I think DC is going to drop. So with his last halves partners, we had Walker and Cade Cuss. Um, uh, Walker's kick meters was 39 yeah, an so average per game. And Cuss was 89. So uh, with Foreign at the Dogs, he averaged 180 meters, kick meters. I'd see him taking a bit of uh, responsibility of that over off DCE, so he yeah. could drop a bit in price or just in fancy points. Um, well, the other yeah, two blokes weren't allowed to kick. For him, he's like he's equal. So, yeah, I just that's why I'm in and out because if Foreign is in, I don't see him playing the season. He's made a glass. He he will have an injury. Yeah, and then DC becomes relevant again. Okay, Corby, you're more of a draft relevant for DCE, right? Yeah, he's draft for me. I just. I feel like the if you you can just put that extra bit of coin into Cleary, or if you're not going that big half, then you you downgrade to those mid tiers that yeah. we talked about on the halves episode. It, it will be interesting. I am also keen to see 
who gets that six, but going off the team list that, <laughs> who knows? Um, in that last trial, who knows? So. Smoke and mirrors by Yeah, I think DCE just needs Garrick not to play right. Well, at this stage, he's probably first choice winger. So that's anyway because he could get another six, eight points just with goal kicking. If he kicks, yeah. Yeah, so he needs him out of the team before he becomes any relevant. But, Corby, we'll stick with you because you're a big uh, – you like Jake Turbo, which is for good reason, 746K, break even at 56 6% ownership, but he literally is a 56 man every year, isn't he? Yeah, and you look at his stats, he's just that safety that you need in your team. You can't have all guns. Like Once you start yeah. plugging your team away, you'll realise that you need a couple a bit lower price in that mids. But he's like in that top five. I mean, you'd probably link him up with a, a Hass, a Crichton, Harris or Yo. Like you, You're probably only going to get two of them being realistic starting off the season. He only had three games below 50, and one of them I would say is a bit of an outlier because he only played 65 minutes, which the 41. So 44 and 48 were his two below 50. Just that safe guy, like in that twelve yeah. category where they're, yeah, a safety man. Yeah, in the top 20 pretty much for draft, right, boys? No, you're right. I'm with him. I throw out the term Mr. Consistent he is, pretty, right. pretty often. He yeah. is probably, he takes a cake He's from 2016 to now, 51, 55. 57.9, 54.5, and then last year, 55.7. And he hasn't missed a game since 2014. Yeah. That's yeah, a massive that's, stat. That's massive. That's a good stat. Boys, moving on to Martin Tapao is an interesting one because everyone's thoughts at the moment and is a little bit, I don't know if I can call it silly, but with Marty coming in at 665K, a break even of 50, low ownership just under 3%. But what we have seen is a very declining minute. So 2018, 51 minutes, 1949, only 44 last year. But people just assume just because Fanua Blake is going that he's going to kind of replace him. But modern-day football doesn't work like that. The gut they, feel. They signed Josh Alloway, who actually has a better statistical performance than the guy that he replaced. And they've got some young whippersnappers. Doesn't just, you don't just leave and go, oh, I'm going to do an extra two hit-ups. Yeah, he's gone. I have to, I have to take out the exactly. Now. And having a look actually at Fanua, uh, sorry, to power when Fanua Blake doesn't play, his average is not bad. I think it was fifty-two. I got it at at six games, but his minutes didn't decrease or increase anything, and he didn't, apart from one game, he didn't blow anything away. So I actually think that Martin's in a bit of a decline. He's thirty-one years old, and I think those minutes will continue to decline, maybe towards that forty-minute mark. Any thoughts, boys? Yeah, I did a piece on this earlier on the socials and with no Adam Fanil Blake over the past two seasons, Tabao's average fifty six for an average of forty eight minutes. Mm. And that had that his point per minute went up to the one point two. I mean they're they're still pretty strong um just above that one. But the, the big concern is the minutes just keep decreasing with him and he's yeah, I with someone like Jake Trebojevic, he's their their man that's going to chew all the minutes up in the middle. Yeah. And, yeah, then the talk of Paseca, Sipley, Boyle, Kepi. He was talking up Paseca big time, wasn't he? Yeah. um, Breakout season. He got the start too in the trial, right? So at the moment, I think because Josh is a little bit behind the ball because he only got back to training in in January in terms of running, but I still think Paseca, he could play a very good, good role early in the season. 
Yeah, he's huge too. Oh, he's <laughs> a man, man. I'd love to know. What is his height? I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I think it's like 197 centimetre. He could play basketball. He's that, he's Five that big. stories is something. Is he white? But Mark, are you avoiding on uh, to power there, Andy? Yeah, basically not much else to say. That's pretty much the same stats I had. Um, definitely going to avoid him. Are you giving him. us a tick? Yeah, we'll give him a tick. That's an that's ingredient all across the board. <laughs> all right, boys. Tommy Turbo. No, 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 no. So he's cost us like we did rec- – <laughs> I'm going to admit the truth. We recorded wing fullback, and it was meant to come out today, so we're recording on a Thursday. But we had to scrap it because we all absolutely just wrapped Tommy Turbo. So Everyone loved him. Had to go back to the drawing board. But, boys, 477K, break even at 36. Like, realistically, like, we're going to have our physio fill on next week to discuss a little bit further. But I've, I'll admit another thing. I drafted him on the weekend, drafted him in the second round. So I'm, I'm kind of like – I'm crying right now. Just torn. Like, it's it- – the second injury not affecting his same injury, it just speaks to you're just scared again because he just means he's weak on both quads and he's hammies. That's the drama. Guess so what? It's just it does not not confidence in him at all for this season. I'm not scared. When he's back, I'm picking him. Oh, he's you back. Will. He's back. <laughs> my my big question is, what's his shower routine to do? Oh, a oh. <laughs> what's he? he must, if he if he if that's the actual story, if he's dancing in the shower, oh, I'm not too sure. How big's his shower? Because I think the boys still live at home. So how many bloody showers? Are, and how big is this shower? We must have been like under the uh, Jake. Like, and you need to get out. You need to get out. <laughs> sort of rush. Hurry up! So quick. <laughs> Bang, gone. But he must know that he's cost fantasy lovers everywhere. They're pretty much. That's nearly cost me the season. Well, it hasn't even started. It's a draft. It's a draft that it hurt because classic. It was just an easy chuck him out, and it's just rotating that team. With yeah. all the trials and all the news and whatnot. But, Paul, yeah, draft it hurts. Yeah, Probably. definitely for uh, the person who picked him up. It so is, again. but there's going to be a lot of people doing their draft this weekend. Now, Tommy's still very valuable if he stays on the field. Corby, where do you value him in terms of a pick now? Because I picked him in round two, which he's not in round two anymore. <laughs> where are you putting him? No, oh, With the Hemi again, it just – like there's just red – Red flags everywhere. So <laughs> I, I think, um, yeah, like eight onwards. Really? Eight. I know that's late. Not but- seven or eight. I'm thinking. I'm thinking probably five or six. I think five or six is probably more uh, acceptable because you you still want the chance because you still got a higher potential and you're willing to risk it and having to play. Like so they pick Ponger in round. Uh, someone picked Ponger in round two. Yeah, so. well, that's the biggest thing, boys, isn't it? The ceiling's so high. Like he can dead set win you a game by himself. He will score hundred. Oh, if yeah, I just don't see him coming back that hundred percent. Don't worry, I've got your back, brother. You'll be back and leading my team to victory. Good luck, Turbs. All right, moving on, boys. And next on line, we've got the guy that was just on the show, and you guys probably think I'm going to pick him, Josh Alloy. Six hundred twenty-three k, four forty-six break even. Had a career year last year. Cool, Andy. I think maybe at the start, maybe a touch too high, especially if he's coming off the bench. Oh, yeah, pretty much. He did talk himself up. Like we talked everyone up, really. But uh, he has a PPM of zero point nine four. If he can keep his minutes above, I think there were fifty five. He corrected himself. Uh, we corrected the minutes. Uh, if he can keep that up, maybe he can sort of become to some sort of uh, uh, increase of stats. But yeah. Corby, if he comes down to – because his break even's 46. Just say he starts off the bench, gets smaller minutes, and kind of his average is kind of around that 39.40, which will kind of bring his price probably towards that mid to low 500s. For me, that's a price signal when if he can get back into that starting lineup. Yeah, I guess it just – you want to see those regular minutes and see what the rotation – Des is pretty 
set in his ways with um, how he likes to operate his bench. Yeah. The, the big one there too is the the hookers. I, I really can't see them not having a bench hooker. There's and two so that, experience, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but that's a win for the Manly boys because that that's just more minutes for the middles, yeah? Well, yeah. Definitely. You only have, you only have three left. Well, you they ran the same last year. I guess the forwards of all – the minutes were still say the same for the forwards. It's just whether, yeah, it's just whether he yeah, starts or not. Yeah, if he can get around that 50 minutes uh, or 55 minutes, then, um, yeah, I, you would look at getting him if he falls to that price of around the 550 for sure. Yeah, I agree. Now, boys, moving on to Kieran Forum. So you slightly touched on him before, Andy. 599K, 45 break-even. He probably had a more significant role, though, at the Doggies. What are you seeing kind of in Kieran? Uh, I don't see him betting the break-even of 45. Mm. He, like, he was dominant half at the Dogs. That was a dominant score for him, right? And he'll be, he won't be as um, relied on at Manly. He'll be DCE. So I don't see him breaking even 45 or beating that. Uh, and Manly... DC has been the gun half since four and left in 2015. Yeah. I don't see that changing. Um, so, yeah, I don't see him um, busting that. He's in a void for me. Jesus, the physio is going to have a bit of a job this year. He's got a few <laughs> clients already. Jesus Christ. Yeah, be busy. The, the big one there, you know, I wasn't going to dive that far back into the stats, but that got thrown out the window when Andy started trying to talk up Bryce and <laughs> was talking about his old stats. But 2014, 2015 <laughs> – he had an average of 33 and 39. And you, what would you, you would say, like, almost in his prime there, like, he got big dollars after he left Manly. Yeah. But Andy touched on It's DCE's team now. Like, he fits in around DCE. He might hurt DCE owners a little bit, but I can't see him scoring as big as he did even last year or previous years. If, yeah. if round one comes on, Team Issues that comes out, and he's starting hooker, another question. Like there is, they were flirting with him starting there. I don't yeah. know if that's going to be a thing, but if he does, it's maybe a watch list for Tim Tuesday. Yeah, maybe a watch list. Maybe consistency of minutes and his body. That's the only. Yeah, that's the only things I would kind of toss up for that. But, but before, all the all the mail has been around Croker. Yeah, the few sources you had, TK. Yep, with um with Cust. Him at Hooker and then Cust is starting in the trial. Yeah, it looks like they've. I reckon Tommy's injury has forced Des. To pretty much rest the entire spine and Jake. If you ever look at who's, if you ever look who's missing, it's Jake yeah. and the spine, which I think it's pretty smart because you can't lose another spine player or his, or Jakey. What's the use of risking yeah. him really? And that also just for all those in the fantasy world, the trials are trials. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's there's, gospel. There's no result for these trials, and even if the big guns are there playing, I remember going and watching the Knights Dragons last year. They played about 15 minutes and then got taken off straight away. Yeah. Don't read too much into it. There's a little bit there, but it's it's not the um, what anywhere near what round one will look like. Yeah. Look at trial in the definition because like, <laughs> you'll know what it means. But moving on, uh, guys, before we go to – I wanted to go Lock and Cloaker. Before, before, uh, before I forget, Morgan, Morgan Harper, I think, Andy, you wanted to have a quick just chat because he starts at the trial at fullback. So Desi's having a look at him at least, but – he had some decent performances towards the back end of the season, so it could be a little bit of a smoky, maybe a black booker. Yeah, he came in for centre last year, um, and he had two good games that he averaged 60 points mm. and ran 160 metres, uh, 65 metres in average. Um, it could be, And he's at the centre position priced at 35 break-even. Uh, sorry, 30 break-even, and he's priced at 405. So it might be a good little um, player to pick up in replacement of Tommy Turbo, and yep. he's a centre spot. So something to watch there. If he plays well in the trials... 
this is what the good thing about trials are. You get to see how these players mm. play. And if he gets that starting fullback spot, could be a handy pickup. Well, that's one of those things that if we kind of project that Tommy will get injured more than once, if he puts his hand up and does well, he could be the guy that fills in during the season yeah. over and over again. But Or Harry from the Corso. Yeah, especially because <laughs> when you think Santa's pretty stacked over there, they've got Dylan Walker and then Sully and who else have they got? Someone else is starting there as well. The young redheaded guy. What's his name again? Parker. Parker. So they got pretty stacked in there as, as well. So, yeah, maybe someone just to keep on the watch list. But Lock and Croker, we did bring up him and also Cade Cust. Yeah, a little bit of mail, but he has been probably the best of the dummy halves. And 307K, only tagged as a halfback. So if he gets that nine, he'll get that dual positioning before mm. the start of the season. Could be a little pod there. He's only break even at 23. No one's really noticed him right now at 0.5%. But hearing plenty of mail that he's doing very, very good in that dummy half role. So... He's another one. Unfortunately, we're not going to see him in the trial, so we don't actually – we've only got the dummy half interchange stuff that he did last year. But, uh, boys, any kind of interest in Lachlan? His stats don't jump out at me. So, again, it's just a, a sort of watch to see what the minutes will do with him and Cust, who you think is going to be that um, yeah. bench utility. Because that, that PPM that he's got, he's got a pretty – what, 5-4. So, even at 50 minutes, like, he'll be – He'll be lucky to break 30. So he's going to need a good 65, 70 minutes, won't he? Yeah. yeah. To be so relevant. Not, not really on my radar, but I'll be watching. Mm. But look, at 307K, he could be one of those players you chuck on the bench and be a slow cash um, cash cow. Sorry. Yeah, it'd be very slow, but yeah, could be a, a good potential. Boys, moving on, and the next guy is probably one of the most improved second rows in the comp last year. Curtis Sirenen, boys, 624K. Break even at 47. I'm not sure if he's outpriced himself for the start of Classic, but definitely very draft-relevant. And, Corby, you're pretty interested in, in Sierra. Yeah, he's – like, I was actually – he was probably my pick just working down the list of the Manly boys going into draft, and I just had next to him choose this guy over kick-out because, he, like, he's <laughs> not someone – Because he rips in, not, man. He rips in hard. Yeah, but he gets – he scores good points too. He would probably have to come down in price a little bit for me to, to pick him up and – um, I think I've, I'm going to go with the big dogs in the edge and then also a couple of cheapies. But yep. if I can make coin and, and do that leapfrog and um, yeah, get him later on, he's a good one. Yeah, good one definitely. I think it's, what, around a seven or eight, maybe even earlier, maybe around maybe six. Maybe earlier because edges are pretty rare. Yeah, from what we just did on the weekend, guys, like edges went really quickly because there's not that many of them. So, yeah, maybe around around a six, you reckon, Andy? Who do you, who do you pick first? RFM, uh, Raymond Fartella Mariner, or Siren? Both pretty much exactly the same price. Oh, I reckon maybe Raymond only because I think he'll have a bigger impact on the doggies than I think Ciro will with the Manly. But yeah. very similar. They're very similar. RFM had a bit more consistency with his scores, and Siren's was hot, hit 60s and low 35. So RFM has that bit more consistency and also can score a try. Yeah, correct. Now, moving on, boys, it's still a few. I'm not, I don't even know if I can hit there. I'll hit it just because they're cheap, but Dylan Walker's the first one. He's got a 317K, break-even a 24, 6% ownership somehow, half and centre, so he's tagged with that jewel. But, boys, anyone, Andy, interested in? I think Walker was made from the same glass factory as Foran because they're too injury-prone for me. <laughs> this is as bad as your jokes, but, <laughs> Corbs, any interest in Dylan? Nah, not when you have the likes of Opacek, Avarillo, Max Fiega, Tomoko. I think there's too many others to look at in this position. 
He only had the 31 average at centre in 2019. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not looking at him. In that All-Star game, it was actually noticeable how many times Ramian actually ragged on him, like quite a few times. And I know Jesse was fired up for some reason in that game, but he looked he looked small and he looked slow. I think he's a bit of an avoid for sure. He, he did get some bonus points with his new hairdo. I, I do enjoy a ball game. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring that up. You would. But, boys, uh, an impressive youngster is uh, Josh Schuster. Had an impressive debut game, 64 minutes last year before coming off injured. But he's a big boy, 106K. I think he'll end up somewhere like the Wade Graham type. I don't. Th- I think he'll outgrow being a 5A. He'll be a ball-playing kind of edge player moving forward. But, boys, at 274K, 20, 20 break even, you can somehow jag a bit of a spot. He's definitely watched this year. Yeah, I'll be definitely keen to see him this weekend, see where he goes at the six. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a watch list. It's if he doesn't start, he's not going to play. But I predict him to start because I don't think for him will last the season. Yeah, but coach, uh, as a coach, good coach, Corby, you know, Shush has actually been paired with a really young halfback, which means that he probably can take a bit of a dominant role. So we actually do get to see what he's like. Yeah, Andy said though, you're not like he's all, from all the reports, he's a really good gun player, but. The watch list is, yeah, it's not on Schuster. It's on Foreign. Just yeah. for him to, unfortunately, he's just one of those players that's just so injury-prone, which sucks because he puts his heart on his sleeve. But, yeah, it'll be good to see him in the trial again. Mm. Um, and and he, will get a, he will get a few games some point this season, I think. Yeah. Boys, the other one, he was really on my radar because I even drafted him. Andrew Davey at 364K. He's been pretty well supported at 8%, break even at 27. Had a couple of real good games to power last year. He hit a couple of 50s towards the back end of the last two rounds of the season. But he, he played some good minutes. What I really like about him is he's balancing those games. You know, tackle breaks, really coming in busy. He tackles always. Efficiency's really, really high, and he gets through his run meters. So at the moment, I'm really disappointed that he's – I thought a better indication would have been if he started ahead of Gruzlowski. Gruzlowski. I hope that's how you pronounce it. But Jack's going to start – we'll start him Jack. Jack's going <laughs> to start on the weekend. So I think he's probably got his nose in front, which kind of annoys me a little bit. But, boys, you're both watching Davey, Cobbs? Yeah. I, again, I wouldn't read too far into it because, yeah, the reports were saying that Davey was going to get the start on him. And the, the excitement was there because he had a 53 average for 70-plus minutes in that second-row position. And mm. I think that's why a lot of – um those that are fairly keen on fantasy and know what they're doing, had him penciled in. Jack's still got a lot of upside and uh, got a lot of coin to make as well, but Davey has those stats and runs on the board. So yeah. I'm, I'm sort of hoping with you, even though I haven't drafted him, I'm, I was hoping to get him somewhere in my um, just classic team. Yeah, well, well Jack price. Jack had a couple of times to fill in last last year mm. and didn't really perform that well. No, he's not fantasy. So it's surprising that he gets in. Maybe he had a good preseason and – and he just impressed Des. Yeah. Uh, I think Jack needs to definitely just lift his work rate, but you've got to love a guy that leaves Parramatta. That's that's, that's ticking some – that's ticks for well, me. That's, Para. that's why I'm still salty about foreign. <laughs> All right, to fin- <laughs> uh, finish, we've got three plays to finish. The first one, the big guy we, we mentioned last time, Taniela Paseca, 485K, break even of 36. Did have a couple of good games to finish this season, but – it's going to all depend on that motor, right? If he can actually motor on and play some big minutes. Because at the moment, what he's averaging, he's kind of 2019 average 26, average another 10 minutes in 36. Is the natural progression, you reckon, boys, an additional 10 minutes? Uh, he's a big boy, so he might not be able to do the full 10. Might just raise a little bit, maybe five minutes. Mm. With a PPM of 1.01, it's 
It's juicy if he gets those minutes, though. Oh, Corby, if he starts and he gets 45 minutes at that PPM, you start looking at him, right? Yeah, well, the what was the tag, the breakout year? He's, he's only young, but he's closing on those 50 caps, and once you have over that 50 caps, you sort of, you know, they put you in good stead to probably move up in the minutes. Mm. Um, he, he would be a roughy pick on my bench, depending on how many you're in your draft. Yep. He would, or an emergency. But when you got blokes like... Uh, Stefano from the Tigers. I think he sort of um, sort of <laughs> picks Love him at the post there. Oh, because yeah. well, he's so, so much cheaper as well, Stefano. Yeah, well, that, he's heaps cheaper. Yeah. All right, two more names to finish. The first one, and he was mentioned by Alloy as the pretty much the fastest player he's ever seen. Jason Saab, 246k. He's actually missing from the trial this week, which was kind of weird. The break even of 18, 9% ownership. But yeah, I think, was it you, Andy, that you wanted him, didn't you? Uh, no, I. Just think there's not enough, not enough data on him. Okay, Corby, I think it was you that put yes. Yeah, I'd, if he gets that starting spot, and I know Alawai did talk up everyone, but he, he did mention sub quite a bit. Tafua's not back till April. Yeah, is he not? I think even further because he did his Achilles. He's similar and, to Johnson. And when we had the NRL physio on earlier in the year, he did mention how our age and whatnot was not going to help Tafua with his. Yeah. He did his Achilles. Well, they talked about explosive speed as well, and that's kind of what a winger is when you're bringing ball back and trying to score tries. So. Yeah, Saab's stats aren't great, but he's bottom dollar, so that that shouldn't be an issue. Um, yeah. it just it'd be that emergency spot if you were to pick him in your team. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel like there's a bit of yarn from Alloy? <laughs> he's the fastest bloke he's ever seen. I don't know. Is it a bit of a toss up? Is it a bit of a porky? But I'm I'm calling porkies. No, but I saw him. I saw a few pictures of him. He's he's looking. Like, Dead set, like what's his name? Bolt. He is. Are oh, you saying? Yeah, he's looking pretty, pretty ripped. Old Jason Saab, two hundred forty six k. There's not much to lose, especially if he he is kind of training the house down. Like he would love it. <laughs> Impressed me, Saab, and maybe it might make me team. <laughs> the boys actually, I lied. That was it. So that's, yeah, I was wondering when you said a couple extra players. I just like... made some players up. But <laughs> yeah, that's it for this week. But next on the show, we're going to have Penrith Panthers Cameron Soroldo, their assistant coach. They'll be joining us. But before that. Please uh, go onto social media. You can find us at Talking League Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Talking League One. Find the boys at Andy underscore Burden 89 or JJ Corby for Corbs. I'm at Tristan underscore Nell. And yeah, j- jump into those cash prizes too for both fantasy and tipping comps. Just head over to talkingleaguepod.com or all the info is in the episode notes. Gentlemen, I'll see you soon for the Panthers. See you next time. Thanks for this. See you guys.